This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom. But has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix May 16th. Hello and welcome to the Sunday special episode of You Up. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. I love doing these Sunday special episodes with you, Jordana. How are you? I love them as well. And I wanted to to remind us and the, the listeners that this is technically our three-year anniversary of the date the first You Up episode came out in Whoa. 2017. Pop the champagne. This is amazing. We've done it. We made it. We did it. Three years. I knew as a man that you would not remember the anniversary, <laughs> so I decided to include it in this outline just to remind you. Don't worry. Literally, I'm not expecting anything. No memory <laughs> whatsoever that this was coming up, to tell you the truth, if I'm going to be honest. You're like, I, know, I didn't I even know what year <laughs> this even like. I, I knew it was fall, so I'll say that. There we go. It was so, fall. Um, I think we've, we've come a long way in the podcast. I think it's it's evolved. Um, we've evolved as people. And thank you. We just wanted, I just wanted to take this moment to thank the listeners for listening for this past three these past three years. Some people have been listening since episode one, whether you just discovered it or um, you've been listening Absolutely. the whole time. Um, and without you guys, we wouldn't be doing it. So thanks for listening. Uh, we've been there for you through thick and thin. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the wrong podcast. I, I, <laughs> I, I close. Will, <laughs> it's close. I, yeah, we've all through relationships and breakups and single and, and all this stuff and pandemics, you know, we've, uh, we've shared moments with you and in, in, in an intimate way, podcast listening, is the most intimate art form to me. We're literally inside of your ear. So thank you for having us a part of that experience. Um, and again, we want to be doing it three years from now. So keep spreading the word, telling friends and coworkers, these Sunday specials are the best ones to send out because it's a little taste, you know, at the Baskin Robbins. You can be like, oh, I like strawberry. So this is a good way. If any of your friends are going through something similar, or any of the Sunday specials, this is a great one to send to them. I agree. I think this is a great one. Um, so yeah. uh, let's just get right into the email. Let's get into it. But thank you, everyone, for listening for three years. Jordana, thank you for you know letting me be a part of this. This has been so much fun. It's my greatest pleasure. This has been great. I actually feel like I've also learned a lot from being you know, from hosting this podcast with you. I feel like, you know, it's the male female dynamic is something Absolutely. people really like. And it's something that I personally also, I think have gained a lot from, you get a lot of different, different perspectives. Oh my God. I, I, I mean, even to have access to you over text for my situations <laughs> individually are, is, is extremely helpful. So it's nice. I think what a lot of people appreciate from this podcast is we aren't here to, live in extremes or to like shock value we're talking about real shit that real people are going through and to have very uncomfortable conversations comfortably which is hard to find in this day and age to be able to freely speak and not feel like um the people are changing their words or trying to soften we're just trying to talk honestly with each other and i think that's important for people uh for you know to have in in our entertainment and what we're, we're dealing with 
Totally. And I mean, not to scratch our own back, but um, it's really no. uh, like that. The highlight of my the highlight of my, you know, when my day is if we get a message and, or a review and someone writes that like we really helped them with dating, we made them into a more confident dater. We made them feel like they like, uh, you know, could understand things that were confusing to them before. It's the most unexpected outcome from this podcast for me is people going, I'm a comp more. I, I didn't mean for this to be empowering. I like I, I wasn't <laughs> like, you know, like this wasn't my right. goal. My goal was to have fun talking about a subject that I think is fun and funny and is a jokeable topic, um, even though it's serious for people. But we get so many of those messages that are like, you've empowered me in dating just by having some knowledge and realizing that there's another side to this and everyone's insecure and everyone's got their own shit. And not a lot of this is, even though this is a personal subject, it's not very personal, you know, it's not happening personally. So I, it is those messages. When I hear them, I'm always like, wow, you know, thank you. So I, yeah, I'm for very sure. Appreciative. Thank you guys so much. Anyway, we'll get into the content now. Let's do it. So, Someone writes in, hi, J&J, love your podcast and the advice that you guys both give. I share it with friends all the time. I have a dating situation that I'm hoping you can discuss and help me think through. I've been dating a guy for a while now. We met around Thanksgiving 2018 and it started pretty casual. We eventually were hanging out and talking on the phone every day and he officially asked me to be his girlfriend at the end of June 2019. Seems normal. This all seems on track. I get it. Yeah. So, you know. About they were hooking up, and then about a year later, they wound up officially dating. Well, six uh, months later, it's June 2019. Oh, yeah, six months, not even a year. So, like, Look at that. so they That's, get you know, they start Thanksgiving, you got December, holiday, 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 the winter comes, little you know, casual, 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 spring comes. So, okay, summer starting, we're together. Got it, right. Before we became official, we were hanging out um, one night and he casually mentioned that he had only had one serious girlfriend before me and that he cheated on her. They started dating in high school and he went away to college and he says he uh, he cheated because he didn't want to miss out on anything. He told me he genuinely feels awful about it and he wanted to be open with me about it because he has learned from it and would never do it again. Those are the kinds of conversations we remember. (laughs) Um, Seems like a weird thing to bring up. Like, I, I understand... I can see that coming up. I I could see it coming up like, hey, have you ever cheated on anybody? But like, I don't, you know. I think that that, to me, that's that bread is normal. If you're going, especially when you start dating, I mean, you get into like past relationship history and like what happened there. And it seems like that to me seems like a normal conversation. But normal conversation also of the ways to cheat on someone. It's kind of the most normal way to cheat on someone. Right. I agree. So like the idea of like, oh, it was my high school girlfriend, uh, went away to college and they cheated and, and, you know, you're holding on to the past because you're comfortable with the past. You got to go to the feet. Like the idea of cheating at this point, like if you're sitting there going, once a cheater, always a cheater. Like, I don't think you're thinking of things and context and the timing of right. all these things. Like this I, I think che- you need this to- cheating story tracks pretty normal. This cheating story in, in, is not the as, same as, as walking as cheating, in as cheating scores stories go. Yeah. Exactly. This is not the same as walking in on your husband of 20 years with the secretary. Let's let's, you know, because and I think what happens with cheating is someone hears this one story and they go, OK, put him in the trash bin. And it's like, come on, let's, yeah, let's I mean, uh, understand. There's context. a cheating spectrum. Absolutely. For sure. Some cheaters are worse than others. 
Although yes. we can we can still look unkindly upon them all. <laughs> I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not I'm not trying to say this guy was like, yeah, good for him. Get out there. Have your girlfriend from <laughs> high school at the same time. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying it, it must be taken into account where this lands on the spectrum of cheating. Right. All right. Fast forward to a few months into being official. There were multiple occasions where my boyfriend would ask me about text messages that I had received, making it clear that he was going through my phone. I don't care that he went through my phone and I have nothing to hide, but it made me curious about why he felt the need to do this and what was on his phone. I went through his Instagram DMs and came across messages that he had sent to girls during the time we were seeing each other, but not yet official, including a DM to an Instagram model and a few DMs to a girls he knew, but none of the girls had responded. <laughs> Seeing the, seeing the, not only is he a cheat not only is he trying to cheat he's a loser, loser. Okay. that's the worst part <laughs> yeah seeing these did upset me and i called him a loser but, uh, i called him a loser just like just like you did jared yeah that's um, right but accepted that this all happened before we were official i'm pretty confident these messages were harmless and nothing ever went further but little things started to bother me after this on sunday we were at a socially distanced bar watching football go pats and he had Snapchat open. I noticed the name, um, the, the name she gives. So I asked him who that was. It was the name of a woman. So I asked him who that was, since I know at least the names of most of his friends now. He said he didn't know and even scrolled pretty far back to show me their conversation history. I was not ready for what I saw when he opened it. There was a saved conversation with two naked pictures from her from May and July 2019. Full vag. <gasps> <laughs> full veg i included the conversation that they had for you to say during speaking in july when this conversation took place he had taken me to his hometown to meet his family for the first time his mom passed away earlier that year and july 26th was her birthday so i thought it was pretty special that i was sharing that weekend with him and his family as you can see however he was asking this girl for nudes throughout the weekend when he showed oh boy me what a memorial for his mom Men are so gross. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think I don't think he connected this. He's like, like, a, again, I'm not trying. I'm defending the undefendable. Right. But like, I don't think he was like, oh, baby, mommy would have wanted you to send me those nudes. Like, I I don't think it was like purposeful, but there is a sense of like she thought, you know, what I mean, like. It's funny just to like. You know, she, she the way that she took meaning from him inviting her to that weekend sure. was this like sentimental, so non-sexual thing that like I can see why it like burst the bubble of like this sort of oh like, not I don't want to call it romantic, but like sentimental. Well, um, it, it, she, it's, she attached sentimentality to. She's realizing they were living in two different realities. Like when he was off somewhere on his phone, it wasn't like. He wasn't sitting there thinking, I'm so happy she came with me. He's thinking, right. Oh, new chick with boobs, you know, like, like full vag. Like that's, what I know. Thinking. And I mean, that's the upsetting part too, is that they're, those are so separate and compartmentalized that, you know what I mean? Like to us, they, I I think they would be less. So um, I'm with you on that. When he, when he showed me this, he clearly had forgotten that he saved this conversation, or at least I'm hoping he wouldn't purposely show me another girl's nudes. So I'm assuming he doesn't look back on these pictures or, or message her regularly. He claims it's a girl that messaged him randomly and stopped responding once he realized it was a real person. That's what he said. Um, I quickly blew up at him and stormed out of the bar, probably making a way bigger scene than necessary, but I had been drinking since 11 a.m. 
We've been talking about it, and he seems to be sticking to his story of not thinking it was a real person. He claims it's not a big deal and that it meant nothing and that he only wants to be with me, but it's pretty hard to believe that after seeing another girl's vagina on his phone. I know it happened a while ago. It happened while we, we were officially dating and while and while I was meeting his family for the first time, and I feel like it's now going to taint the memory for me. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think uh, about this? It takes a long uh, time for me to trust anyone, and I think that it's going to take me a while to calm down over this incident. He's the only guy I've ever been able to, to picture a future with, and I don't want to throw that away over something like this if it really didn't mean anything. But I'm also not willing to turn a blind eye and forgive something like this if there was any potential of this happening again. It also makes me question how many times this has happened while we've been together. I want to believe that this was really harmless and that he's an idiot but I still feel betrayed. I know you have talked about similar topics on the podcast already, but I would appreciate any input. So do we want to read the conversation? Yeah. I mean, we can, we can read it just to like, I guess, give the audience a sense of like, how do we buy his story? Do, do we buy the story of like, also of like the way that he explains? Sure. So this out, is that he doesn't even know her. So this is July 27th. This is the day after his deceased mother's birthday. And what a way to, <laughs> to, to I'm sorry to laugh, but I, I mean, memorialize it is, that yeah. memorialize the day he writes. Hi there. Then she and then writes, what's up? And this is the person that he's getting nudes from writes, right? Right. What's up? Just got done floating the river. Randomly saw your snap from a while ago. LOL. Haha, ha, you like? Haha, ha, definitely did. Let me see you. Send me another poor favor and I will, smiley face. Hey. And then, okay, so that's, I, I so that's actually... that's the conversation they had. After that, she lets us know there was a nude sent right after that. Okay, so that, to me, that conversation, that's him, like, like, the I, that's him looking for nudes this didn't just like come across his screen it wasn't someone who didn't know he was in a relationship was like hey there big boy and then sent a nude he goes he had gotten nudes from her and said hi there and then this person's what's up just got done flowing the river saw your snap from a while ago lol like he's like trying right. to fish more nudes out yeah he's like initiating this conversation he wasn't just attacked by a barrage of someone of nudes that he unwanted <laughs> yeah do you want a bra that's sexy or a bra that's comfortable? Thanks to Third Love, you can have both. Third Love was started to take all the frustration, ick, and ugh, out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, aka problems. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school, get smoothing you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made from premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves before it's given the stamp of boob approval. Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. They even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit. It's time to get your problems solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get $15 off your order with code PODCAST15. 50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. 
It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oleayi was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she's returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. There's no better feeling than spinning around in a salon chair to see your hair looking absolutely perfect. But it feels impossible to come up with that same look at home. Even the best blowout brush won't give you that salon shine. Thanks to Vegamore, sticking to my hair routine has never been easier, and I'm finally seeing the shinier, healthier-looking hair that I've always wanted. Now I love the way my hair looks and feels. It's like salon fresh hair that starts at the roots. I have the Grow Hair Serum, and I can already tell that it's working. Like, my hair feels healthier. I love that it doesn't make my hair feel oily or sticky. I feel like I'm doing something really healthy for my I also got to try the lash serum and the brow serum. Honestly, my hair has been hard to grow. So I love what Vegamore is doing. And I'm already seeing results. I'm already seeing thicker, faster growing hair. Vegamore products are 100% cruelty free and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. When it comes to seeing results, the key is consistency. For best looking results, use for a minimum of three months for visibly fuller, healthier, and thicker looking hair. When I sign up for monthly subscription, I can get one bottle or three bottles sent. Plus I save more and I never run low on the products I need to take care of my hair. Give your hair the power of a little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, you up listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash UUP and use code UUP at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash UUP, code UUP to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash UUP, code UUP. I think the most important part of his response to her is that he stopped once he realized this was a real person. What I, I think we have to under we have to figure out what his definition of real person is. Like, right. did he think he was going like he didn't think he was saying, Hey, what's up? to some like Brazzers account. Like like He knew it you wasn't know, a bot. He knew it wasn't a bot. He knew it wasn't like an account that just sends out nudes like like what 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 is his at that point you have to under, have to see his and, and I, I I'm trying to get inside the head that he's using to answer that question but like the idea of real person versus not real person I think the what he's saying is this person was like someone that isn't he's like not a never professional meet. yeah like this is again it it went from professional sex person to someone I could hypothetically meet. And that's when I stopped. Right. Doesn't that sound like what his differentiation is? Yeah. It sounds like he's saying this is not someone that I would ever, that I like have ever have ever met or was planning to actually meet. So I thought it was okay because it lives in this world of like just on Snapchat, almost like porn or like, I mean, we've talked about those, those people. I think we've had this on a different episode where, like, some guys like pay for Snapchat. Sure, like OnlyFans and all that stuff, where they're like, "I'm yeah. paying for this. This isn't, this isn't quote unquote real." I think that's like the biggest crux of this email. Like, what do people consider real versus not real? Right. He's not and saying this it, isn't a human. He's saying this isn't someone he would take seriously. I guess right. Right. And it's like, does that make it okay? Like where, I mean, like, again, I think there's a, a, a line. It's not like a, 
I mean, I don't well, rather rather I don't think there's one line of like this is okay, this is not okay, like it's not black and white, but like on the spectrum of like cheating wise, like is this as bad as like getting a nude from someone that he had seen before? Does it matter? I know these are all like questions I think that um that I would be wondering or contemplating to myself. Um, yeah. And I don't know if there's like exactly a right answer to me. This would be like really upsetting and in a lot of different ways. I like, understand her upset, her being upset that it was during this weekend that she thought was this, like that they totally. were getting closer. And this, this is sort of a sign that, that he doesn't really see it that way necessarily, or in her mind, that might be a sign of that. And then also like, she's there. So it's kind of like, he's asking for nudes while she's like, I presumably in the room or in the same town as him or in the same house as him. And it just dawned on him on that weekend to reach out to this person. Right. Like what about, and, and then it becomes, why is this person so far up in their Snapchat from months ago? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she, she said this happened while watching football games. So, and she saw Snapchat open and was like, who's that name? Like, it wasn't like he, right. so he's using Snapchat. So this person is obviously still in their Snapchat rotation in some way or form, right? Yeah. I mean, I think this, this relationship has a lot of issues. Regard, even if we, this wasn't the Snapchat, even if this wasn't about this Snapchat, she says that he wants, he asked to go through her phone and ask her about conversations that are on there. And then so she does the same thing back to him. This is clearly yeah. a relationship with very little trust. Um, to begin with and a lot of times people who are very curious about what other people are doing are doing kind of shady things so they just assume that other people are as well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it makes them more paranoid yeah it's not it's not the yeah the person's exchanging dms and texts with other people is is self-conscious like they're doing all these things out of being self-conscious so it makes sense that they would be self-conscious that you're cheating on them or talking to other people yeah it all makes sense yeah and and I think it's really tough because then you have to wonder again, I'm, I'm, I'm taking this. I'm not taking the side, but I'm, I'm, I'm airing out a lot of the things I'm trying to air out his brain. Like, how does he get to this point to be okay with all this? Like, how does he, how get does to he being, rationalize yeah. what he's doing? Okay. And I, I'm, cause I'm not on his side. I think he's done wrong here, but I'm like, how does he rationalize calling this person not a real person. Then when finding out they were real, he backed away, but they're still in his Snapchat. And to me, you have to wonder, is this how he is going to live in a relationship? Is he going to live where he's like, I got my relationship and then I got my online unreal world, you know? And and it's like, again, this all lives in like differentiating definitions of relationships. Some people they're like, no, when I'm with someone, they're not reaching out to people, no matter who they are, to get personal news. Right. Yeah. I think everyone has their own level of like what what they consider cheating or mm. what they consider a, like a deception. I mean, like maybe he puts this, maybe he rationalizes this as the same thing as like porn because it's not, there's no physical person there. I'm not, I don't think that that's an accurate rationalization. I wouldn't sure. agree with that. Um, yeah, I I wouldn't agree with that either. And also, I would say that defining someone as not a real person, like how does what is their also perception? Very objectifying. Of, very. I mean, that's the most objectifying the thing. definition. Yeah. Yeah. Of, of, 
<laughs> so I would wonder, do I want to be with someone who looks at people in these terms? That, And, and again, it's harder to do that from her angle because she's like, well, I'm the real person. And it's like, is that even a compliment? Like, are you, if you're considering that a compliment, right. you've given this person a low bar and your version of the people you surround yourself with is a low bar for being quote unquote good. Yeah. I think if you're calling anything that's not like a bot or like a sex doll, not a real person, then like that probably says some negative things about how you view women in general. I would assume that as well. And uh, also how much you value the person you're with. You're like, no, this is the real person I date. Like, I, I don't know how <laughs> nice that is. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I I can see her, like, internal dilemma because she's like, I really like this person. Everything else, mm. she says, I've been thinking, you know, <laughs> she thinks she's going to marry him. She thinks that they were probably moving forward with this, like, weekend with, with her mom. I don't think she's overreacting at all no, to, like, seriously so. question the relationship um, and potentially even break up with him. I think that, like, something would have to change in this relationship in order for you to keep it going. And it can't just be like, well, I won't text this person again or I'll delete them from Snapchat. It has to be like a mutual understanding about the way that you see like monogamy and whether that person's actually fully committed to being monogamous in the same way that you see monogamy. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. And I think it has to be a direct conversation that can't live in some of the things she's doing. I don't think what she's doing in this email convince is a good way to go at him because she does a few things the weekend you're you're memorializing your mom like i understand why she's putting it in the email because this is how she felt but i don't think you're really communicating with this type of person when you like i don't think that's going to get through to him right i don't think he's I, saying well we were to get like because he's already doing well we weren't together then you know like it's like dude you it's that's different than I was wrong. I made a huge mistake. I'm done with right. that stuff. Um, look, I want to move forward from here. Like those are two yeah. different conversations. I understand how the mom part is like adds to the to the hurtfulness of it, but I agree. I think I would leave it out. Just make it about the actual issue at hand because, like, I think it's not like that he was doing something sexual the weekend that. It's not like the thing that that the real issue is like the the way that you guys are defining monogamy. It's not like when he did it or how he did it or he could explain that away in terms of like compartmentalizing things. Um, and the lack of trust like, hey, you've gone through my phone before. You've asked me questions that make me think, you know, things that I didn't really give to you. Um, that makes me think that you're not trusting me. I have no reason for you not to trust me, but maybe it's because you don't trust yourself and you think that you do bad things because I've seen these things and these things really hurt me and I want to be in a relationship. Can you be in a relationship? I want to be in a relationship with someone who doesn't need to reach out to people to have flirty conversations. If you can't do that, then we need to end. Right, and I think you can also be honest and say like, I don't really know. It's tough because like it's tough to to feel like our relationship could go. You say like it's just me and it's only me and you care about me, but it's tough. It would be tough for me to go back to how we were, given that the tr my the my trust in you has kind of been broken. That I feel like this was done behind my back and that like this was like a sexual uh, online relationship that you had, even if it was just sexual that I didn't know about, and that I'm it's, I'm I'm gonna constantly be worrying. I don't know how I can not worry that this would be something that you would do again. Yeah. 
And, and again, like the toughest part about this is like, I don't think you or I can tell this person how to make sure of these things. Like at a certain point, like again, she could dump him and I'd be like, yeah, that's a reasonable reason to dump him and be like, Hey, um, you were reaching out to another woman to see her naked. So right. That's, that's case closed. Um, if she was sort of with him, you have to say, Hey, uh, you have to put this on the resume of him. Like right now he has a resume that doesn't, isn't as great as it was before. There are red flags you have to look out for. If there's another moment where you're seeing him on the phone with another Snapchat person that you, you don't need at, at that point, you don't need the receipts. You can go, ah, fuck it. Right. We're playing the same game. I don't even need to see who it is. I see a name I don't recognize. That is someone who's who's kind of taking advantage of my trust. Yeah, and it's really it's really hard to go back to trusting someone. I think when you feel like that trust is broken, like mm-hmm. I think it's very it's one of those things that's very hard to like put back together. Oh, totally. I mean, because it's hard to forget. Um, of course. So, and I think for him to expect that you would just go back to before would be like really crazy. Yeah, and. Again, like his excuse of real person, that kind of, to me, that's someone who doesn't want to take responsibility. Yeah, you got a lot to talk about, <laughs> I would so, say. That's our, that's our Sunday special. I think we solved dating once again, right, Jordana? Yes, we did it again. So this listen, people, um, these are great episodes of Shares, the little edible bite-sized versions. We're here every Sunday and Wednesday. We'll be back next episode. Bye. You Up is hosted by Jared Freed. And Jordana Abraham. Our editor is Sean Kilby. Social media by Dana Samuel. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Be sure to follow us at Pod on Instagram and email your questions to UUP at Betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix, May 16th. Betches.